more likely than not is like he'll redesign the belt if you know what I mean. I'm be wearing that thing like a wedding ring. Welcome to Gravels Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to day three of Shade's birthday festivities, the official day, the 30th year since I have crawled from me mom's womb into this joyous earth that is earth. <laughs> That's it. This, uh, you you, 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 you want to keep with the intro or? There's no need. Today is just a, just it's such a joyous day to be alive on Mother Earth. You know, you can you can be listening to us tomorrow morning on SoundCloud.com/slash Grapples the Apples. That's Grapples the number two apples. You don't want to listen on SoundCloud. You have the options: Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music iHeartRadio, and you really want to listen to this episode because a lot has happened this episode. How the landscape has changed. I'm not going to go off on a tangent here, boys. You know who I am. Mr. Three Zero. The very <laughs> sensual. The very dying. Mr. Grapples to Apples. World Champion. Your boy, her boy, everyone's boy, the general, Shades. No, the champion, Shades. Joined by a former Grapples Apples champion who didn't even bother showing up tonight. <laughs> Mr. Ill Will, the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's what I be, because baby, that's... Who I is. The only thing I can't be is your champion because I lost because I... Oh, man. That's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously, we have our two special guests every time we defend this Grapples to Apples championship. Tell them who you are, boys. We got some barbecue. We got some beer. The Suburban Brothers are here. Tommy boys in the room. Oh, yeah. And the older brother. Hugo. Out of Long Island. Just finish my beer. Let's go. I just just cracked open a celebratory beer. Now, if the first ever Grapples to Apples champion would do the honors and give me what is rightfully mine, I will be. Hand over that belt, Will. Hand it over. My championa, not me. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, oh. oh, I knew when I made you, <laughs> you were going to be mine. Came from your rib. The boyhood dream has come true. <laughs> Ooh. Now we have to put Thrill on the list of champions that's on here, but we're going to put the last name of the list of champions, and that's going to be Shades. And we don't have to put anyone else after that, because I'm never losing this belt. 
You got to defend it in two weeks, baby boy. That's all right. By my showcase tonight, I'm not going to have a problem defending my belt, a la you did, you know? All right. Relax. Yeah, my brother Brock Lesnar, that that title. Looks good on me. Bro, it's not my fault. What am I supposed to do? What are you saying? It's not my fault. (laughs) Does anybody else on the planet get more abused on the show that they co host more than I do? I don't think so. Yeah, ex girlfriend. Oh. Wait. My ex girlfriend doesn't have a show that she co hosts. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Michael Coleback when he interviewed DX. True. Yeah, but he was interviewing. He wasn't a co-host of his own show. Yeah, but we love you. We love you. You know what I love? I love what? SummerSlam 2020. Love probably. <laughs> That's a lie. Probably the best pay-per-view in the history of pay-per-views. What? what? Were we watching the same thing, bro? Oh, we were. We definitely were watching the same thing. But we watched it with different goggles, if you know what I mean, you know? Uh, birthday goggles. Gotcha. Oh, no. It was championship goggles, Hugo. Oh. Championship goggles. We're going to recap SummerSlam 2020 after we can ring this bell. So who wants to get us started, huh? Should I take the night off? It's going to be a very raucous celebration here in Brooklyn tonight. I'm telling you. Not only is it the B day, it's the C day, the championship day. (laughs) One match on the pre-show, Apollo Crews doing something that Will the Thrill could not do and retain his United States championship (laughs) against MVP. Is this what we're going to do all night? (laughs) You know why? Yeah, And Alan, Alan, I know you're listening, Tampa. Eat your freaking heart out, boy. Eat it. He says, imagine if Shades never wins the belt. You weren't close, buddy. I'm untouchable right now. If you thought me being the faux champion was bad, now that I actually have the damn thing, Oh, my God. Oh. I may be doing solo episodes from, like, here until I lose this belt. All out cannot come fast enough. Oh, my God. A gracious winner. A gracious winner. Uh Oh, yeah, so gracious. (laughs) There's one thing that she really knows is humility. Yes, I did humiliate you. (laughs) Are we going to talk about the show or not? Well, I did say Apollo Crews retained the United States Championship on the pre-show. But I was asleep for the pre-show because after the birthday festivities of last night and obviously pre-gaming for me winning the championship tonight, I knew it was going to happen. I needed to rest up so my fans can drink it in, man. Bask in his glory. Well, he don't need my help tonight. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not even a little bit. All right, beautiful. You're going to sit right there, right next to me. Get out of, get out of the way, Amanda. Get out of the way, Amanda. Oh, God. 
he's gonna be so god. I'm so unbearable. Oh man. I'm gonna be taking this thing out Anyone- to amusement parks. For the beach with me. Anyone else totally feel like we could just turn off our mics and he wouldn't even notice? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we're gonna see. We're gonna be seeing Instagram photos with that thing, him laying on with, with it. <laughs> Yo, he's gonna do the. He's gonna do the Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels? No, do not do the Shawn Michaels, please. I'm please. gonna make. I would like to <laughs> make this belt relevant again. Oh my god! You should take that picture and have Amanda take that picture and put it on Instagram. I would die. Please I would don't. Die. I would like to hold that belt one day. <laughs> uh, excuse me. He might wear a modesty sock. You never know. That's true. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm gonna... Have you met Shades? Have I'm you gonna... met Shades? I'm going to insert a little hole into the... Uh... <laughs> that's, oh. that's exactly more likely. More likely than not is, like, he'll redesign the belt, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm be wearing that thing like a wedding ring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you sick, you sick man. Can we, you boys, you boys knew where I was going with it, all right? So, but we oh are PG. Okay. It doesn't matter if I'm the champion or not. We still are PG. Nah, it's TV 14. It's TV 14 now. So, no, no. The WWE product may be TV 14, but we got to keep it TVPG until we start getting ad sponsors. I understand. Yeah, I learned that a couple weeks ago. Yes, sir. Okay, so after the boring one-hour kickoff show that had one match and a bunch of really awkward panel stuff, uh, we kick off the main show proper with Bailey defending her SmackDown Women's Championship versus Asuka. Now, I, as far as I know, like 80% of people thought this was a lock from the beginning that Asuka was going to... If she was going to be anybody, she was going to be Bailey. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, not me. Yeah. Uh, we everyone we, I, for me for sure. I said Oscar's coming out double champ. It would definitely drive a, a bigger rift uh, between Sasha mm-hmm. and Bailey. But having uh, one lose and one retain drives a bigger rift. Bailey doing what she said she was going to do and retain against Oscar. You hear that thrill? Retain. <laughs> So we're just going to ignore that technically I retained last night? Technically. Technically. Like, you technically tied. I retained. Yeah, you won with a roll-up. Yeah, yeah. Ten- look, this look, is- no matter how you slice it, if I walk out with a chip with a belt, I'm still the champion. Yeah, but you're not a heel. You're a baby face. Yeah, you're not supposed okay. to win cheap. I didn't want to win that way, but that's how you win. That's how you win. A W's a W. Oh, yeah. But yesterday is old news. Today is today. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Ain't that so right? We, can we can we get me back to the show? Are we get back to the show or no? <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Who is this man? He's the champ. Sure is. It's his show for the day. It's his birthday. Yeah, for the next hour and fifteen minutes, of course. There you go. But the way that Bailey won, Oscar uh, jump, Oscar, not Oscar, uh, Sasha jumps on the apron. Oscar hits it with the bump, uh, the, the 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 bump. What what are we calling that? The 
with the hip, the hip attack, hip attack, right? I was gonna say the butt bump, but I was gonna go Naomi view, does it. It's not Naomi, yeah, exactly. When Naomi does it, it's called the rear view, but otherwise, yes, okay, so it's the hip attack. Mm-hmm. She hits Sasha with the hip attack, Sasha gets off the floor, and Bailey hits her with the small package to retain one, two, three. Post match, Sasha Banks comes in and throws Asuka a beaten to soften her up even more for their match later on tonight. Which is smart. Makes sense. Uh, Bailey winning. Is this good still? I mean, she's probably the best heel in the women's division right now. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I could say yeah. that. That's, yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, I don't think that her role model, between her or Britt Baker's role model gimmick, Britt Baker is killing it with the role model. Yeah, Britt's 100% so, better with role model. You're 100% right. The whole role model shtick, Britt Baker's killing the game. But in terms of what, like, Bailey and Sasha are doing really good work. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the role model shtick, but just what they're doing in general. They're doing really good work. Oh, yeah. Uh, them teaming together being dastardly heels. It, they're so obnoxious and like, mm-hmm. oh, they're, how obnoxious they are is really what puts over their heel work right now because they're they're so much like you want to hit them in the face. Yeah, it's but more, they're doing such a good yeah, job. It's, yeah. it's more Bailey than uh, than Sasha for me though. It's like Bailey's being me, right? You're super arrogant, super obnoxious. Yeah. They have the champion. Um, Sasha's more. Uh, it's more like, hey, I'm doing it because she's doing it also. But well, the th- I think it comes off that way because that's kind of Sasha's natural spot is the arrogant, cocky, I know I'm the best kind of thing. So she's kind of doing it the way she's always done it, but Bailey is like doing it over the top because that's not her natural position. So she's being overtly obnoxious while Sasha's kind of just being Sasha. Yeah. Could mm-hmm. they, quick question, could they be the ones keeping the women's division afloat? Because they're the it, only ones. Yeah, they're the only ones. Because other than other than, I don't know, um, Alexa Bliss with the whole uh, Sister Abigail angle, they they not nobody else. Everybody else either is home making babies, uh, fixing themselves, or not on, on that on TV. See, but that's their fault because yeah. yeah. While I while I've I've enjoyed the whole Sasha and Bailey being like the champions of everything, yeah, that really hindered people like Bianca Belair, who's done nothing in weeks. Yeah, um, you have the Iconics feuding with Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, like it's not for anything, you know. And then on SmackDown, it's like give Naomi a chance to do what? There's no, there's nothing for anyone to do because same, all same four belts. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, there's nothing for them to do because the titles are all clogged up. Yeah. So now that Asuka is the Raw Women's Championship, once she clears herself of Bailey and and Sasha, she can go and you know reopen that division a little bit. I mean, this is something I spoke about on the NXT Takeover uh, recap and review. Uh, I want to dedicate an entire weekly episode to speak about women's wrestling and the state that oh. it's currently in. Oh, I would love to do that. Because just just a, a little, you know, glimpse into the future, I was like, after Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, there's no conceivable, like, believable woman that can be NXT champion. 
And right now with Charlotte being gone and Becky being gone and uh, Banks and Bailey being a tag team, there's no woman that can dethrone Bailey except Sasha Banks. That's believable, at least. To me, it feels like the like NXT has folded up their women's division because I I, I don't really see anybody coming up the, 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 the pipe with 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 fire with push behind them. I don't see anything. So the problem is that they're like you said, there's no push behind them. Yeah. So they're not believable. No. They have some talented women still in NXT. Dakota Kai is really good. Yeah. Nixon, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, Tegan Knox is really good. Uh, Candice LeRae is really good. Mia Yim is decently fine. Um, you can make something out of those women, but they're not doing anything with them. Yeah. So right now, it's you have Io at the top of the pile. She just beat uh, Dakota Kai this weekend. And then, like like Shade said, who's next? Nixon Newell isn't ready yet. I mean, Tegan Knox. I still keep. I can't. I got Okay, Tegan Knox. Her WWE name is Tegan Knox. Uh, <laughs> Tegan Tegan Knox isn't ready yet. Um, maybe you put it on Mia Yim. After maybe she she might be the most established name. Because like, as much as I love Candice, Candice hasn't clicked with the NXT fans the way that I thought she would have. Yeah. She, I think her, a lot of that is the Gargano stuff. Yeah, her turning heel really killed her. Yeah, like, I push. agree. Right. But so, it, I mean... is it, Dude, sorry to cut you off. Is it, no, no, COVID, go ahead. is it COVID that messed all this up, or did WWE give up on the women's evolution? So here's the thing. They're so busy trying to plug holes in the main roster, but then Vince backs out. They brought up Shayna... Shayna's doing nothing. She's nothing. feuding with Nia Jax. She was in that underground then, thing the other day, and then, and then it was it, they put her against Nia, like you were saying, and then Nia leaves, and then you're like, okay, so what was that for? Exactly, exactly. So they they call up these women, or they like have initial plans for these women, but then do nothing. So like you have, and then like Natalia's not doing anything. Mickey James just came back from injury. She's not doing anything. They have plenty of women to do this, to really continue to promote the women's evolution. They're just Vince doesn't trust or believe in any of them. Wow. I mean, it's it's all about Sasha, Bailey, and Oscar right now. That's it. Because they know what they're doing. The first exact first ten seconds of the Io Shirai Dakota Kai match, you you have a botch where Io's dropped on her head because. Dakota Kai doesn't like. I guess it was supposed to be like a backspring or something like that. Um, they miscommunication. Io gets dropped on her head. Yeah, I remember that's that. What I did. Ten seconds into the match, like Dakota Kai is not ready. She's not. She's not big time. Shayna no, Baszler. Shayna Baszler was big time, and now she's getting mm-hmm. big timed in the main roster. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Look at Bianca Belair. They traded Bianca Belair like gold. They bring her up and she's doing literally nothing. What? She's they, they put her with her husband to feud with like Zelina Vega and you know the new the modern LWL. It's like uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what they're gonna do. Like I said, I want to dedicate an entire episode to, love to. discussing this. Yep. 
because we would have let's, a let's, lot of fun. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, let's move on of this show, shall we? So our next match of the night is for the Raw Tag Team Championships, the Street Profits defending their belts. You hear that word again? Defending. It's literally, it's like literally the only one I got right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is that and the and Bray Wyatt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. So the Street Profits defending their belts against Andrade and Angel Garza. Um. Okay, I mean, this is probably the only match of the night on the main card that I was just like, this could have been a pre-show match. Oh, the match was so average. It's just like there's so much talent in that ring, and they did nothing with it. Nothing. Nothing. They really focused on the whole Montez. Like, I appreciate them trying to give Montez Ford some shine, but he doesn't have enough to carry a whole match. Yeah. He doesn't. Whether he's getting beat up and, like, that's the whole shtick or his comeback, the whole match was centered around Montez Ford, and it just didn't work. Yeah. Not only that, but it kind of makes Andrade look like a dum-dum sitting out mm-hmm. there checking on Zelina Vick. Bro, you're a former United States champion. This former is, NXT champion. This is big time. Like, you're in a championship match. Come on. Get it together. I know they did it for storyline purposes, but still, it looks dumb. It makes it makes Andrade look dumb. Yep, and he, he got, comes in afterwards to try to break up the pin. It's like, sorry, JoJo said it. It's just a little too late. Oh, my God. Marlo Ronaldo wasn't on. I had to get my pop references in. Busting, busting out song references from like 20 years ago. Said it. Marlo's not on. I got to get I got I got to get the pop references in. <laughs> anyway, so Shall we move on to the next match? Yeah, absolutely. So the next match, I I don't know. I was probably most invested in beforehand. Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville in what was originally scheduled to be a hair versus hair match turned into a no DQ match. Loser leaves WWE. And then it turned into a clunker box. Yeah. You know, for women, for two women who are best friends, who have such great chemistry off screen, out of the ring, they, I, I did, I couldn't believe their animosity towards each other in the ring. It just didn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, was it two nights ago, three nights ago? They were together when the you know kidnapping attempt happened. So maybe yeah. that kind of rattled them a bit, you know. But could be. I can so- see that. Sonia on the mic, especially. Uh, her just oh, talking so good. tonight. She seemed crazy. Like she seemed yeah. like, like she seemed obsessed with beating Mandy Rose. And then when yeah. they rang the bell, it didn't seem like like the, the same. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like it's funny. Mandy Rose, who on the go home show was pleading for like, you know, let's get past this. Let bygones be bygones. Was trying to pretty much get out of the match. Showed more passion yeah, yeah. and intensity in the match versus Sonya, and Sonya is supposed to be the one 
who's all angry and tired of being, you know, second fiddle and blah, 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 blah. It's like they, they flipped the script on who was supposed to have more intensity. And it just, I don't know. It just felt really, the match felt awkward. And it wasn't yeah. like there wasn't a million, there wasn't a million botches. And you could tell that they trust each other and you could tell that they work together, but it just didn't feel like it was supposed to feel. Something felt off. They probably weren't up for the match because of what happened, you know, recently. And they just like, well okay, be. let's do it. Let's just get it over with. Because you could tell they, they were it was super clunky, super slow. Um, Mandy wasn't in it. You could see that she was like going through the reps. Like she was like, okay, this is this yeah. spot. This is this spot. This is this spot. It's like A, B, C, D. She was going down the, the alphabet where she was supposed to be. And, and Sonia was like, her intensity was zero. Mm-hmm. And what's killer is that, like, so they've clearly made the running knee Mandy's, like, signature or her finish. And the first two times that she tried to go for it, it was reversed, but it was so blatantly reversed. It was like, here, let me throw my leg at you so you can catch it. Yeah. Like, there was zero intentionality to throw the running knee. It was, okay, we have this spot. Let me throw my leg at you. Yeah. You know, and it's and it's little things like that. It's just like, man, like, I don't know. It, maybe you're right. It's, they both seem like they weren't there. Maybe they wanted to get out of it, and they were like, you know, they couldn't. They, they were Vince was like, no, no, you guys got to do it. You know, put on the show. The show must go on, kind of thing. And they were yeah. probably like, all right, let's just go out there, do our thing, and get out. So, yeah. so something occurred to me during the match, right? Especially seeing yeah. Sonya Deville's mind state. I was mm-hmm. like, maybe this is too distasteful because of it's so recent that it happened. But mm-hmm. since Sonya lost the match, and she has to leave the WWE, I know uh, either Tommy Boy or Hugo said that she's in a, a production now. So that was she, me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was it. That's why she's going to be gone. Yeah. When she comes back, they should do like this Mandy Rose stalker angle. And have Sonya Deville be so crazed. Like, have her come back with, like, short hair or something like that. Just crazed. Like, she's gone down the rabbit hole of, I'm better than her. How did I lose? And she's just obsessed with Mandy Rose. So she's stalking her. She's doing this. She's doing that. Something to bring Sonya Deville back into the fold. Mm -hmm. I mean, look. This is one of those things that, like, you know, we've said in the past, if the wrestler's down for it, then, like, I, you know, who am I to judge? But I don't like I don't like that. I personally think that's too close to home. I'm not crazy about that idea. Yeah. But if Sonya's down with it, then, you know, do you, boo-boo. Yeah. All right. I don't know. But just... It just felt weird. Um, what I didn't like was I, I hated the finish. So, first of all, before we even talk about the fact that they missed so many interesting booking opportunities with this. But before we get to any of that, the ending, the finish felt so, I don't want to say anticlimactic, but if you ever want to make two wrestlers look weak, this is how you do it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because Mandy Rose hit three running knees. Then did her double underhook drop thing that she that's her finish, whatever it's called. I, I think they used to call it the Rose's Thorn. I don't think they call it that anymore. It's the underhook um, face buster. Yes, thank you. Thank you. The underhook face buster. 
that typically is her finish. And then as soon as she hits it, Sonya Deville's already kind of crawling up. And then Mandy hits her with a fourth running knee. So you're telling me it takes four running knees and your finish to beat Sonya. Okay. So you're booking Sonya super strong. But then in turn, that makes Mandy super weak. And then as soon as the three count hits, Sonya Deville just rolls out the ring like nothing happened. And not rolls out and hits the deck. Like, she rolls out to her feet and goes to the announce table in frustration. Like, if she just got rolled up or something. Like, does she have pillows in those knee brace, in those knee pads that, like, she could take four knees to the face and be fine? I think she needed just to clear the ring just to get Otis out there to do his oh yeah thing. Yeah. And ter- no, in terms of like timing and booking, I like in terms of the show, I understand. But in terms of the character work and the match in and of itself, which the match is supposed to come first. Match first, after stuff later. So like let's sell you lay for a little bit. She should be knocked out, no? Four knees and a face buster, which is her finish. Should Sonya not be laid out in the middle of the ring? Yeah. And they could have had uh, Mandy be remorseful. I'm sorry, Sonya. I'm sorry. Um, it's either you or me. And then, like... It's especially after the... Especially before the final knee. If on the go home show, Mandy Rose is sitting here going, "There's still good inside you. Let's be friends still." Then before the fourth knee, there should have been a look on her face of, "Oh man, why are you up? I don't want to do this. I have to do this. Great, now I have to do this." Give her the old like, Shawn Michaels Ric Flair. I'm exactly. sorry. I love you. Right. I mean, obviously, don't do that. But yeah, like show that. Show that in your face. Play that emotion, and begrudgingly. Lay this woman out and be laid out. They missed an opportunity there. And then the booking opportunities, dude, you could have done stuff with Otis. You could have played. I was watching something the other day that was like, how cool would it be if Sonya beats Mandy, but to save Mandy's job, Otis gives Sonya Deville, gives her the money in the bank briefcase. Ooh. I like right? that. That way you get it off of, of uh, Otis, who's not doing anything with it anyway. You keep both of their jobs, and then Sonya becomes Miss Money in the Bank? Come on. I like that. That that put, would have been perfect. You're putting too much thought into it. WWE doesn't, put, doesn't do that. No, I, but that's my frustration, is yeah. that with this one little match, there are so many interesting booking ideas that you can do to, to work four different angles coming off of one match, and they did none of it. Very true. Now, I get it. Okay, Sonya is taking time off because she got an acting gig or something, so she's doing something else. Fine, I get it. But... There's got to be a more interesting way. There's got to be something. This is just boring. But what happens? Okay, let's say now that Mandy is by herself, what what? Who does Mandy go after? Who does she fight? Who does she? She can't really wrestle. She's not really that good. Her personality is bland, other than being with Otis. Like, what's next for her now that now that Sonya's out of the picture? She goes and bees with Otis. 
and 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 what be her manager or or she or her valet his valet or whatever is that is that what she is now see that's the and that's the issue is that if you do that then you're guaranteeing her no time on tv because heavy machinery ain't doing nothing otis ain't doing nothing uh-huh so what are you doing with mandy and they literally put money in the bank on Otis for the memes. Like, that's... Yep, that's it. Because, let's so, face it, tonight, like, I'm going to get... Well, we'll definitely circle back to this whole Otis situation at the end of the night. Because they missed an opportunity for... Oh, they did. Oh, they did. Yeah. I didn't even think of it. You see? He's, like, him having the money in the bank is so out of sight, out of mind. I didn't even think of it. Shows tonight you didn't do much thinking anyway, so it's all right. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Oh my god, bottom of the pile, right? Damn. So, this match coming up was wow, it had potential <laughs> to be really good and it delivered, but it after a while it was just overbooked. Seth Rollins. Uh-huh. With Murphy in his corner taking on Dominic Mysterio with his dad, his Bobby, Rey Mysterio. Now, real quick question, real quick question before we before we advance. Rey Mysterio's wife is that not Dominic's mother? That's his real mother, yeah. So then, why did they go? There's Dominic with Ray and Ray's wife. Yeah, instead that's... of Dominic's mom. I don't. I don't know. They called her Angie because that's her name. I know that. That's yeah. His- I just they never said that that was his mom. Like they kept referring to as Ray's wife. She towers over Ray. She's a monster. Yeah, she's monstrous. Um, when when we Who were in doesn't tower over Ray. When we were in Mexico, we were playing water polo, and I struck her in the boob with the ball <laughs> by by accident. So that's when I sw- swam over and I I apologized to them. And then that's when I was like, "Hey, are you Ray Mysterio?" He's like, "Ha ha ha, yeah, man." I was like. Uh-huh. <laughs> But I was sitting there, and yeah, we'll talk about that later. It's, it's okay. But yeah, Dominic <laughs> is humongous. Rey Mysterio is a midget, and his wife is pretty tall as well. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. A little person. <laughs> He's a little person. Yes. Vertically He's... challenged. He's pocket oh size, bite size, <laughs> fun size. That's it. Fun size. <laughs> yeah, he's fun size. <laughs> William's having a coronary right now. Oh yeah, he is. He's not happy about that. <laughs> Mr. PC back there. <laughs> Speak up, Will. Speak up. Come on. He's like, I'm gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't gotta find the sensor button. Yeah. It's in the Dropbox. Come on. <laughs> it's in the uh, poor Ray. Yeah. So. <laughs> this is, poor Ray. <laughs> so this match, Seth Rollins comes out dressed uh, in the same design that Ray Mysterio came out in 1997 at Halloween Havoc when he faced Eddie Guerrero, Dominic's real dad. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. Damn. Call back. Seth, Seth Rollins kept calling him Uncle Eddie throughout the match. Yeah. Oh, boy. Where's Uncle Eddie? Where's Uncle Eddie? Well, oh, wow. if if we remember where Randy Orton said, Eddie's not in heaven. He's in hell. So. <laughs> oh. 
This is long-term booking right here. This is long-term booking. Long-term booking. So, Dominic's ring gear. Now, there were... They showed... um, What do I go? Like, spoilers of what it looked like. And I stood away from Mm. it. I was like, I want to be surprised. I want to see what this kid is going to wear. Same. (sighs) It wasn't a bad ring gear. Um, we spoke about this months ago when there were talks of him actually starting to wrestle. Was he going to wrestle with the mask? Mm. That's not the case this time. He's wearing, you know, his pants. It says DM on it, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. The vest, which Thrill was not too thrilled with. Bro, oh. And the hood on said vest that I was none too thrilled with. I I thought like his entrance gear was awesome. I was like his tights are great, his boots look good, the sleeve for the boots looks good, the the vest with the hood as an entrance gear looks good cuz the hood has like a mask like in honor of his father. Cool, I'm with it. And then the bell rang and he the, the vest was still there with the hood and everything. I was like, "Oh, buddy, no no no. That's that's entrance gear. You take that off before the match starts." Especially with the hood on, yeah. I mean, the hood was just like all the entire match. They kept having to like you know flip it back, flip it back, flip it back, flip it back. Like whose idea? How did nobody? How did not a single person backstage? You know, in gorilla? How did no one at any point go, "Hey kid, the hood's got to go." He's got a dough body. No, he, like that's why he's wearing the 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 damn vest. Boy, taking it off because he was doughy. Yeah, he's doughy. Like, okay, no, I get it. If if that's the case, do what your dad's doing and wear like the singlet, like tank top exactly. type thing. Exactly, like exactly. cut off cut off shirt. Yeah, wear, wear a singlet or a tank or something like Kevin Owens. Do something, not the not a hooded vest. So, yeah. if I may, I was just I was just scrolling. And uh, I got it. I found an interesting fact about Seth Rollins' gear. Okay, it was actually a callback to Ray's match against Eddie in WCW. Where yeah. were you ten minutes before when I said this? He literally uh, said that Halloween Havoc. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I think ah. I was yeah, it would have been great to see. Dominic wearing something that Eddie wore because that is his dad his first match. But I think they wanted to give uh, Dominic his own look. Yeah, I agree. Which makes sense. You want to establish him as his own guy. Yeah, it's, you know, to... to and Ray hasn't retired to handle yeah, the mask either. To, to, right, exactly, exactly. Yes, 100%. It would have been either. a mistake to give Dominic any anything else, but I don't want to say unique, but anything else but his own look. Okay, so we were talking during this match that when it was overbooked, there there was too much going on with Ray and Angie and Dominic oh, yeah. and Murphy. And at some point, Seth has the kendo stick out, his handcuffs out. I'm like, hmm, what if Dominic doesn't want to give up while they're just wailing on him with the kendo sticks? 
and Angie comes out and she's pleading with Ray to stop the match, to stop the match. And he's like, no, I can't, I can't. And she takes off Ray Mysterio's mask and throws it into the ring. Oof. Symbolizing like, this is like your fault. Like your, 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 your family lineage is, is destroying my son. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's heavy. Oh man! So that I way, because because like Ray's not wrestling with a WWE contract right now, so that can put Ray into retirement. Dominic can like, I don't I don't want to fight under the mist. I'm going to be my own guy. I want to fight under just the Mysterio banner, and you can build off of that as opposed to what they did now, which is just Seth Rollins handcuffing Ray Mysterio, and look, like him and Murphy. They look like uh, two hyenas looking at Angie. Now, I, I love the idea. Love the idea. But to throw a lucha mask and just throw it in the ring, like basically throwing it on the floor, essentially, that's that the level a, of disrespect. That get a lot that's, of heat. That's just... Since when did WWE problem, ever care about lucha customs? But I was going to say, but I was exactly what I was going to say. Davis, you're right, but you're wrong. WWE North American fans wouldn't bat an eye. I'm they sorry, really I'm traditionally my fault. And that and I understand because I do. I'm the guy who does that here on the show. That's my job. <laughs> like I, 100 traditionalists and those who know anything about lucha would be like, "Yo, that's like od disrespectful." Well, you remember but me w- in, a, in a previous episode? I went a little off on WWE's just blatant disrespect for the mask. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, they don't care. Vince, Vince does not understand the importance of the lucha mask. He doesn't get it, dude. Remember, if it doesn't happen at WWE, it doesn't happen. It doesn't at happen. All. Yep. But yep. Ray's been I'm unmasked the, in WCW, right? Which is a yeah. WWE product now, so it's not that important to them to WWE. Yeah. Yeah, sure. um, Angie throwing in Ray's mask because there's no towel to to symbolize. That's how it's mm-hmm. like. It, it's supposed to hit home more. No, it, it actually, and you're 100 percent right. And that's what I'm saying. Especially also, when in the mask would hit like a brick. Yeah, especially that. If if you know, he sticks to old customs. You remove your mask. That's it. You don't ever wear that mask you again. Retire. You can retire. Correct. That's, that's or you have to wrestle unmasked, which never goes well. Yeah. So that's how. That could have been booked, and you could have had a sexy storyline after that. Mm -hmm. That would have been thick with three C's. (laughs) Added extra emphasis on the thick part. Exactly. I'll say this much for Dominic. Other than the first two minutes that you could tell he was nervous, once they got going... He didn't look bad. His arm drags were very good. Yeah. Very good arm drags. Um, he looked comfortable selling, which is important. If you can't sell, you have no career. Um, he looks comfortable say- selling. You know, the it was perfect to pair him with Seth. Seth did Seth take is, care of him. A hundred percent. And Seth is such a good in-ring worker that the two of them – they did nothing that was extremely out of the ordinary. Nothing that was dangerous. Everything was safe but effective. 
You know, I thought I, a perfect pairing for Dominic to have his first match. Genius to give him Seth Rollins. Aside from the overbooking, they did like just take out Ray, take out Angie. Seth and Dominic did a good job telling a story. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna hold. I, it. I enjoyed them against the, against the competitors. I think the pacing was right. good too. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was invested. Like I, I was, it was like leading up to this match. Yeah, they would go back and forth with the whole eye thing, and 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 I, I lost interest right after that. Watching, yeah, this no, match, same here. I, I didn't watch this week and all that stuff. I watched this match, and I'm like, I, I, like you said, after the first couple of minutes, that Dominic was nervous. Then, then it started picking up, and then they started hitting their spots. Mm-hmm. I, then I was mm-hmm. like, and then I, I just, thought, I just put the phone down because we were goofing off talking to each other. And then I'm like, I put the phone down, and I just, I legit started watching it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this kid's got something. I'm like, this kid no, legit it was has something. Yeah, no, it was a good match. Dominic did well for his first, you know, pro match. Um, I think I started once once Murphy went for the the eye thing on the steps again. I was like, "Oh my god!" That's doing this where again? I just rolled my eyes and almost gave up. Yeah, and uh, Dominic, look, I understand his father's his father, but if you're gonna do top rope stuff, make it look nicer. So yeah. That frog splash was hideous. I wish they would. I, I wish they would end this feud here and have Dominic show up in NXT. And build him from the ground up at NXT. So we have to go. To, first of all, we have to do payback. Yeah, Ray. Like, if Seth wins this feud, yeah, then I've I've given up all hope on WWE knowing how to book anything. Yeah, because they have to have their Ray has to have a, a final match with um with Seth. I pay back next week, and maybe that's how you land Dominic on on uh, NXT. Yeah. You know, maybe you know, you know, he, Ray challenges uh, Seth this Monday night on Raw, and Ray, and then Seth is like, "I'm not gonna fight you," and then he finally comes. You know what? Fine, I'll fight you. I'll fight you. But if I beat you, I don't want to see your son in a, in a Monday night ring in a Monday night Raw ring ever again. Yeah, that could be. Good. And that's how you get down with NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I can definitely I agree with that. I would like that. That would be cool because the kid has the kid has tenacity. He's got spunk. He's got that that it factor. He just needs to be polished. He needs to get bigger. Mm-hmm. He needs to you know gain that personality that that Ray has that all the other wrestlers have because you can you can't fly under your dad's flag for the rest of your life. You got to kind of make a name for yourself. I agree. I agree. The kid's, the kid's hit, Hit the gym, go to promo school. 100% hit the gym. 100% hit the gym. Because thank God that they put him in those wrestling pants because his legs, he's got them. He's got your legs. He's got your legs. For sure. His legs kill me. And they're sloppy Mm -hmm. kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, do some squats, bro. Just at least uh, (laughs) get a little definition in those legs and and, and, Mm -hmm. tighten up a little bit because we're – for someone who's been so supposedly training for the last few years, you couldn't tell by looking at him. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, you can tell by his in ring in his in ring work is that that could be his right. training, but strength training is different. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Let's let's move on to the next match. Yes, Asuka in her second match of the night, going up against. 
Sasha Banks with Bailey in her corner for the Raw Women's Championship. And if anyone's been following WWE's women's division for the last five years, well, what? Sasha's coming into a pay-per-view as a champion? Yeah. <laughs> Not walking out as one. I had a problem with this match from the beginning. Dale. Tell she, me. She talked to me. Sasha, I mean, uh, Sasha, excuse Asuka. me. Asuka comes in. Tommy Boy and I were speaking. She comes into the ring in her music with her robe mm-hmm. like nothing mm-hmm. happened. Like she, she didn't get beat down. She caught a beat down. And instead of, like, coming in limping and, and you know. She they, was. She was on the leg. She saw the leg. She was strutting. Dude. She was strutting she was and dancing. Dancing and twirling. And then she was like, oh, yeah, the leg, the leg, the leg. Like, dude, they, they uh, basically uh, hit the reset button. Like, she respawned, and, and she's perfectly fine. And, like, <laughs> and they touched up her makeup. And they touched up her makeup! I, I can't. I, I Right off the bat, I was like, ah, you lost me. Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't. I, I guess because I didn't see the entrance from the beginning. I saw when she was already in the ring, and she was selling the limp in the ring before yeah. the match started. When the match started, but in the entrance... She did her normal strutting, dancing entrance. Yep. Uh, come on, Asuka. You're a better pro than that. Not when Vince is behind the curtain telling you what to do. Yeah, I guess. She could have just, you know, adrenaline, second match. The makeup, you got to touch up. You don't need her out, out there all smeary-eyed looking disheveled. You know, no, I disagree. Chase, I disagree because remember the story. Once she won, the whole story was after taking the beating in the first match and the beating after the match and all this with one leg, she was still able to pull through. So show us, show us that she was in a match where she got beat down. Have her come out looking not as glamorous because she already had a match. I'm going to call back to the King of the Ring tournaments. Where these guys would have four matches, and with each match, they'd be in worse condition, limping around, and guys with face paint did not get repainted. Didn't – oh, God, there's a show I'm thinking of. I want to say maybe oh, – there was some show. I don't remember what it was where a wrestler had multiple matches that night, and as a match – as the night went on, he added, like, more rib tape. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And then it would have – the gravitas of – of Asuka winning at the end would have felt, you would have felt it. You would have been like, wow, dude, she got beat up. She got hammered. She went through two matches and she won the title. It would have felt, it, you would have felt the title more, but you don't because they hit the reset button and she respawned and she's back to being normal. <laughs> he keeps saying respawn. Like she he respawned. She died and respawned perfectly healthy. I was dying. <laughs> 100% health. 100% Full health. Full shield. Full shield, all grenades. <laughs> Bro, everything, the whole arsenal. I was I was beside myself when I saw that. I was like, you're not selling this. You're not selling her having to go through two WWE Women's Champions. What are you doing? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm would with I you. Be, would I be jumping too far ahead if I was to talk about a problem I had with the finish? No. Before hold on, before you do that, I do want to one little compliment. At some point, uh, Sasha and Asuka started trading reversals and submissions. Fluid. Oh no, that was great. Ladies, if you want a like a textbook 
on how to reverse or how to go from one transition to another. These girls, man, they went from transition to transition to reversal to submission to transition. I was like, whoa. So it's not just and pressing the right trigger? Yeah, exactly. And none yeah. of it looked botchy. None of it wasn't none of it was botchy. It was all smooth and clean and made sense. Like I was like, okay, that's that's wrestling. Beautiful, beautiful work. As you were, Tom. You may proceed. So the the issue and you know, you can tell me if I'm off base here, but the, the issue I have with the finish was unlike Sasha, Bailey didn't get hit with the uh, whatever we called it before. I still mm-hmm. want to call it the rear view because, but I know it's not it. Hip attack. The hip attack. Thank you. Hip attack. She sees, she's obviously not affected. She's not hit. I know I mentioned this in the chat. How did she not have, like, there was like 30 seconds that, I think 20, 30 seconds that Sasha was in there. How did she not jump in the ring? It's just like, you didn't get hit. You could break it up and yeah, Sasha loses, but she retains. Like, the heel work goes away when you don't do that. Because you weren't actually taken out of the play. You can almost say she ignored the ability to stop this submission. So I thought, and I could be wrong, I'm going to double check the video feed right now. I thought for sure, I could have sworn, even though Asuka missed the hip attack, she then hit Bailey, who was on the apron. No, Bailey jumped down before she hit Oscar got stuck in the ropes. Oh. I could be wrong. I could, I, I could have seen it wrong, but I, that's what I remember seeing. I could have sworn that she missed the hip attack, but then turned around and hit Bailey, who was on the apron, yes. and then started jawing at Bailey, and then we had the finish. No, she hit Bailey, um, and then Sasha came out and tried to do the. The, the backstabber. Yeah, backstabber. I'm going to have to rewatch because I don't remember her unless it was a bad camera angle and it did not look like she made contact. I don't remember actually reacting to any contact there because I remember my initial reaction with the tap out was where was, you know, where was Bailey? She could have easily broken that up because she didn't take any damage. Yeah. Let me see if I can uh, if it. If Bailey got involved... Similar to what we're going to discuss in the WWE Championship match, the ref could have disqualified Sasha. Meaning, Oscar could have won. Sasha could have retained. They could have had their storyline going with Bailey and Sasha being like the mean girls, the Uber heels uh, in the women's division, or they they do what they're what I think they're going to do at Payback is they have. Asuka beat Sasha Banks tonight, become the Raw Women's Champion. Sasha and Bailey lose the tag team titles at Payback. And Bailey blames Sasha, calling her the weak link. And then eventually, maybe at Survivor, no, Survivor Series, they're going to do the uh, champion versus champion thing. Yep. The schism. So. Yeah, she elbows. She elbows Bailey. She did elbow her. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Bailey's on the apron. Oscar goes for the hip attack. Bailey moves. 
but then Asuka hits her with a swinging back, uh, uh, a spinning back elbow. Gotcha. And Bailey hits the deck. So that's why she wasn't around for the three count. Yeah, that, well, the tap. Right, that's what I meant. Sorry for the tap. No, no worries. Uh, it, like Bailey said, it happened so fast. I guess I missed it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I hope you, I hope Shades is right. I hope they go that way because you know what? For them to now there's friction there because you saw at the end of the match the way Sasha was kind of staring Bailey down. Like, yeah, this was your fault, man. Like, I had your back when you defended your championship. You were supposed to have my back when I defended mine. That's why you said you have uh, Sasha and Bailey drop the belts to so whoever they defend the belts next week at Payback, which, of course, we have to do another pay-per-view a week after their biggest party of the summer. I honestly thought you guys were joking about that on the weekly. No. It's ne- it's this. Uh, it's one week from today. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Reasons? And here's, like, who are they? Like, way to do something with no heat. We have no idea who they're defending their tag titles against this weekend, and they're going to lose to that tag team. I mean, not not to start a whole topic, but is there any card for this at all? No. Or we're developing the card in two shows? What, what they could do is what the name is, Payback, and they just have repeats of... The matches from SummerSlam at Payback. So SummerSlam 2.0. Essentially. They'll they'll probably make them go up against the Iconics. That's what I'm thinking too. Because the Iconics, they're they're very good at getting under your skin. And they're probably going to be like, oh, uh, they're going to be fighting. And in between the fight, they're going to like put the screws to them. And put them, pit them against each other. So reprise. On top of that, they're the only set tag team that can work a match next week. Yeah, and mess with Bailey and uh, and uh, and uh, Sasha and make it believable. And you also have long term booking there also because the iconics of the team that took the belts so, yep. off of uh, Bailey and, and Sasha. So As I said, we bring back that WrestleMania heat. Very cool idea. In my opinion, and this is completely biased, but not biased, is you have. The Iconics take it off of Sasha and Bailey next Sunday, and then you can. The Iconics are already in the middle of a feud, so now you add that, and the people that they're feuding with can get the belts off of the Iconics at a future pay per view. I like that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I kind of that that two weeks ago already. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> and for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Ruby and and, and Liv Morgan. Did it, did it, uh, WWE's head writer leave recently or something like that? Do you want to you want to you know fill that spot, bro? Why? So I can be ignored every chance I get by Vince McMahon. Now he so I can spend so I can spend every week working to the bone for like great booking, and then Vince be like. Nah, let's do the dumbest thing possible. Now, mind you, if he's eating. Don't go near him. And B, if he says he'll oh, yeah, on the plane, it's not happening. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Trust me, I know. Yeah. I mean, you want him to be a lead booker. I couldn't even defend his grapple staff's championship. <laughs> oh, my God. What is happening? Yo, I was giving you a job, bro. Jeremy's just cutting you off at the knees. Oh, man. And this is supposed to be my best friend? 
Man. Actually, if you think about it, your best friend's supposed to, you know, get at you the most. There you Ain't no sunshine. <laughs> so uh, our, our penultimate match, the, the match that actually won me this Grapples Apples Championship, Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship Three. against Randall Keith. Randall, 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 Keith. Randall, Keith. Randall, 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 Keith. <laughs> um. Oh, this match was okay. Like, and that's for me. That's it. Special there was nothing. The 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 only like two things that stood out to me is when Randy grabbed the ref and Tom actually put it in the group chat. It's like, so this match should be officially over. You know, Randy Orton got himself disqualified, but um, Tom Phillips is like, oh, you know, there's more leniency because they know how important this match is. And I was like, uh. Okay. You could do that. Why not? And then he jams his thumb into Drew McIntyre's eye. And there's a little blood there. Now, I don't remember how Randy gets busted open. Because he gets a little gash on his head. Does anybody remember when that happened? No, No, but Drew's blood was actually before. They just happened to conveniently use it. He actually started bleeding in the bridge of, uh, between his eyes about five minutes before that spot. But I, I don't know if maybe he made it worse with the thumb rake. Or mm. it just, but they conveniently were like, oh, look at his eye. I was like, wait, he was already bleeding. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah. I think Randy's happened on the outside. But if you ask me where, I honestly don't. I, I couldn't. Like, he just turned around. I'm like, oh, look, Randy got busted open the hard way. Mm-hmm. Quick question. Yeah. What was this match for? I know it was for the championship, but they spent like a couple of months building Randy as this legend killer again, beating up all these old wrestlers to climb to the top, to get to the mountaintop. And then Drew stomps him. Not stomps him, but like, you know, beats him. And now where does Randy go from here? Like, you know, is, it's, he, gonna, is he supposed funny. to punch old men and stuff? This, like, what is he going to do? It, it wasn't for Randy. It was to give McIntyre the rub. Yeah, it's 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 funny. I'm actually looking at an article about this match and it says WWE made a mistake. Randy Orton is too hot right now to get pinned clean. I understand the arguments is a statement win for McIntyre, but you just can't put book Orton under right now. Yeah, but it's like they built Orton up to make Drew feel more legit. He's only faced mm-hmm. Seth mm-hmm. Rollins and Dolph Ziggler. For the championship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is his biggest win since beating Brock Lesnar. Yep. Make him feel more they, legit. Exactly. If they can't give him good feuds, you got to give him big names. Yeah. yeah. And this feud wasn't long either. Was it three, three weeks was this feud? Something like yeah. that? Yeah, just material yeah. out of nowhere. And for WWE, that's a long feud. See, but they, know, right? but they were building Orton prior to this. That's why it felt like a big feud. Yeah. yeah. Because they've, they've been, you know what? They're building them separately, and they just cross paths. Yeah. You know, Randy Orton's been building since WrestleMania. He's been doing this. Edge at WrestleMania, then Christian, Big Show, so on and so forth, while Drew was off doing Drew stuff, and then they just happened to cross here. And again, that was 
you build Randy as, you know, to remind people how credible he is just so that when Drew beats him, he feels that much more credible. Yeah. So what do you, so what do, you do with Randy now? Who cares? He's Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Yeah. He'll have a title shot in another six months. That's true. You don't have to do anything with Randy Orton. He can do nothing, or you can put him in random stuff, or just do, or let him just like twiddle his thumbs until the draft in October. He's so over, and I mean, especially because his finisher is so over. You literally could do anything with Randy Orton, and it doesn't matter. Randy Heel, face, tweener, nothing doesn't matter. That's true. No, That's- the the only thing that was bad about the finish of the match was it wasn't a definitive win. Yep. Yep. Nope. Yep. Yep, they hated it. The claymore that ended him. It was a reversal of the claymore, a reversal, a reversal of the RKO into a backslide for the one, two, three. Now, one, I'm elated that I drew one because it mm. helped me in the stands. But then I'm mm. like, hmm, that's not the way you want Drew to win. You want mm-hmm. it to be definitive, especially if you're going to have him beat somebody of the pedigree that is Randy Orton. Yeah, if the whole point is to build Randy to build Drew, having him win by a backslide, which is essentially saying he won by a fluke, doesn't accomplish that. Mm-hmm. I know you guys touched on this in, in a prior podcast, but you know they, they're really all these roll ups and weird finishes. They're really they, they've been really doing a lot of these this this entire year, and, and it's, yeah. it's it's weird. It kind of it kind of takes away from you know the 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 I know there's no, I know there's no people, I know there's no people in the stands to give you that pop for those, you know, awesome finishes. But you know, at the same time, there are people home. They're, you're watching. They're popping. Like they're, you gotta, you gotta think. Oh, they're home. They're jumping up and down. They're waiting for that finish. And and all these roll ups and weird, you know, it it just it takes away from the from the match. And so here's the thing. Go. This is not necessarily new. Um, and this goes along with their 50-50 booking. Yeah. And the problem is this. WWE is so afraid to make any of their quote-unquote superstars look bad that by making them all look the same, that's why they don't have any new big-name superstars. Yeah. So the more they try and save themselves, the more they shoot themselves in the foot. Because they're so afraid of anyone losing standing in the eyes of the fans. But then if everyone's equal, then no one's special. If no one's special, then why does anyone care? Yeah. You know? And that's what these roll-ups and and quick finishes and non-finishes, that's what it gets. It gets you to a place where everyone is neutral. Mm. That's horrible. And it's, it, that's, that's why we are in a place where WWE's biggest stars are stars from yesteryear and Roman Reigns. Oh, that guy. I haven't seen him in a while. Wonder when he's going to come back. I wonder too. <laughs> you know, I had to say, when I was wondering, I was like, is he going to wait for the pandemic to be over? Because that was his main concern. So I don't know. Maybe he is going to wait for the pandemic to come out to end for him to come back. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll find out soon enough. So the final match of the night was the main event, a Falls Count Anywhere match for the Universal title, defending champion Braun Strowman, defending his title versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. The story going into this match 
was that Braun has channeled into this like really deep dark side of himself. He's more monster than he is man. Um, he like they used Alexa Bliss as a pawn, but he showed that he doesn't care about Alexa Bliss to the point of where like he threw her in the middle of the ring. Um, so we have the fiend who's like this demon versus the brawn who's now a monster. It's monster versus fiend. It's a drag out brawl, false count anywhere kind of thing. I do appreciate that that's what this match was. They didn't try to have a wrestling match that devolved into a hardcore match. From the get-go, it was pure aggression. Like, I think even Shades, you texted, like, in the group chat, you were like, squash match? Yep. Because we came out the box hot, which is what it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had uh, announcer table spot. We had... Um, we had Braun getting the top of his head cracked open. Yeah. I don't even know what. Yeah, the table spot where where Michael Cole's like, I'm getting out of here. I was just like, oh, yeah. what a little weak, weakling. <laughs> he goes, I want nothing to do with this. I was like, man, shut up. You know, we had more, you know, extreme rule stuff and weapons and no <laughs> DQ than actual extreme rules. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Mm. Gotta love WWE. Quick question: How did we have a better storyline in our thread than what actually happened? Because it's WWE. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. <laughs> Words out of my mouth. Thank you. <laughs> Talk to us in two weeks where we have to actually compete. <laughs> oh man! But uh, the match was—you know—I'm not gonna lie; it was pretty forgettable for me. I'm trying to think of. Like, other than the stage and the quick backstage area, I don't really remember, and, and obviously the finish, I don't really remember much of this match. Anybody? Yeah, I, yeah I mean, you could have uh, Braun Strowman cutting up the ring. That's the only thing that stood out. And Retribution sitting somewhere in their, like, cave, like, hey, he's doing our job for us. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> we've, been, <laughs> we've had Retribution on SmackDown and or Raw every week for the last month. SummerSlam rolls around and they're nowhere to be seen. That made no sense to me. I, I was literally going to say that. Well, the, when Bray Wyatt beat Braun Strowman, their leader Loman mm-hmm. Lomain Reigns came out <laughs> and delivered a spear to both the fiend Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, and. If you're looking at his shirt, it said uh, "Wreck Everyone" and leave. "Leave." Yeah. Now, what has Retribution been doing? Wrecking everything and leaving. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but is Roman Reigns the leader of Retribution? So. Based solely on what I saw tonight, I have to think no, because A, new merch is usually face merch, and his logo was like real big on the back. Mm. Second, or B, I don't remember what I started with. Um, What he was saying, to me, indicates nothing more than maybe a more aggressive face Roman Reigns. Because he said, the last thing he said before they went off the air was 
um, you're just he says to, to to Bray Wyatt, you're just a freak in a mask. You can't handle this responsibility. I run this expletive. Now, if you had taken out the responsibility sentence, I'd have been like, oh, maybe he is turning heel. I don't know. Because Braun is not exactly healer face right now. Bray is not exactly healer face. They're both tweeners. So Braun, so Roman attacking both of them could go either way. But for him to say, you can't handle this responsibility, that's a face thing. The heels don't talk about responsibility unless they're doing it in an arrogant way. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. I, and then what did he say to Braun when he... Uh, oh, he said you're not a monster. He said, "Oh, you're a monster." I Only made you. when I'm around. Yeah, yeah I, I made, made you. you. You're not a monster. I, uh, so, I don't know. Hope he's a heel. Oh, I would. Oh my God, who isn't hoping he's a heel? Everyone's hoping he's a heel. So, so here's the thing: when you face the fiend, you change. Everyone has changed so far. Yeah, Roman Reigns is a face. He faces the uh, the the fiend. Does he come out a heel? Mm. The Fiend has literally changed everyone he's been in contact with. Hmm. Could only hope. He even changed Roman Reigns' teeth. Oh, yeah, those veneers. <laughs> My those word. veneers were like, what? Yeah. It yeah. like Bugs Bunny up in there. Dang. <laughs> it, was, it was out there, out there. Yeah, they were rough. But okay, so we have payback next week. Why? Why? And then I don't know. What's the September pay per view? All out. <laughs> you funny. Oh, by the way, that's why payback is happening next week because I think they're doing another AEW on Saturday um, because of the NBA playoffs. But isn't it on Sunday? Or did they actually make payback on Saturday? No, no, payback I think Sunday. It's on Sunday. But you, but you know how Vince is. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. What's your point? If you're not going to compete, what's the point? I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. I don't work there. Well, you brought it up. That's why. Well, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. But it doesn't. We're trying to have, like, how does it make sense to you? It doesn't make sense. We want answers. So do I. (laughs) Anyway, okay, what's the the September pay-per-view for WWE? Is it Night of Champions or something? Shh. Should be Night of Champions or Hell in the Cell, if I'm not mistaken. Unless they're just gonna pass over it after payback, wait until October and do Survivor Series. You mean November? To remember? I thought Survivor Series was October. What? Thanksgiving Eve traditionally? Man, whatever. God, this this podcast. I'm Tom, and I know stuff. Whatever, bro. Well, the champ knows too, but, you know, the former champ don't know nothing. Apparently not. I went went two and six today. I know nothing. It makes me wonder how this guy even become champion. (laughs) (laughs) If I remember a technicality where you technically won. Twice. No, sir. No, sir. Don't play your game. Don't play yourself. (laughs) (sighs) Ah. I'm does not throwing anybody, away my shot. Yeah. Does does any one person get like Batman the Dark Knight vibes when watching the Thunderdome with all those TVs? So, yes. No. To, uh, Tommy Boy, you were absolutely right. It is Clash of Champions. 
God, why was I right about that? That's insane that you would know that, by the way. I don't know. Uh, Nerd! Mark! (laughs) We're scheduled for September 20th, Clash of Champions. Mm. 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 So, if I retain it all out, I don't defend until Survivor Series. Uh, That is correct. But I may actually defend... I may do it anyway and defend well, as of right now takeover is scheduled for october 4th right. so theoretically if you retain it all out your next title defense would be at the october 4th takeover mm-hmm. well, traditionally all titles are defended at clash of champions because it is clash of champions yeah I mean, that's not what we agreed upon, but if Shades is the current champion and he decides he wants to defend at Clash of Champions, well, do whatever you want. I don't agree with it because then he's going to make me look bad. That's the whole purpose of it. Well, but, Shades is a fighting I mean, champion. Not like something. You, you made yourself look bad, to be honest, with your picks. So we didn't have to do that. <laughs> um, but I am going to see how that card shapes up, and I will make my decision. I did say I would be a fighting champion. So I thought we had rules in place. Did we not have rules? Does rules just go out the window now? You Let's have see. rules in place. No, Shades and I had rules in place that we had agreed upon mutually amongst the two of us. Shades is a rule breaker, and you know that. Boom, we make there the you go. We Come will on. break them. Come on. Hey, so very much. Come on, champ. Come on, champ. Defend the belt, champ. Was it defender vacate? Right. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. We're going to have to see how that match card shapes up. Fair enough. You may, not be, you may not even be champion by then. What are you talking about? We have all out in two weeks. Wow. Ooh, what I am I, you? You think I'm going to spit the bid and go two for six or two for eight on a night? <laughs> not going to happen, buddy. Yeah, you know, the first ever champion didn't exactly have a great night tonight either. Yeah, but oh. her, her actual time. That has nothing to do with me. I'm the champion. <laughs> also, she doesn't do a weekly podcast. She only def- She only gives me her picks because I make her like guess. Hey, give, give me some like, your selections. Don't 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 try to redirect and say that she had a bad night. You had a worse night. You defended your championship. When she defended her championship, she only lost by one match. You got blown out. Like the Padres beat the Texas Rangers. Like, I gave you the Fernando Tatis. Seven (laughs) RBIs. Yo, you can't be swinging on that 3-0 pitch, though. Come on, you know that. Russell, Russell, you drunk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right gentlemen let's before we digress any further too late um let's do our a our match of the nights sirs my match of the night's gonna go to although in overbooked mess ah oh, yeah yep yep Okay, go for it. Say it. Finish your sentence. Finish your thought. Seth Rollins versus Dominic. 
All right. Sir Bourbon Brothers? I, I was going to say, I cannot take away from Dominic and Seth performing well together because of overbooking. So that, that was also my match of the night. They they had a story to tell overbooking aside. The two of them did a good job telling that story and performing the match. And, yeah, kudos to them. My match of the night is the one I'm going to use to burn my eyes out because this thing sucked. But why? why? I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like it. It was horrible. Um, I guess the Seth, I guess the Seth Rollins versus the Mysterio Kid Part Three, whatever his name is. Um, oh it, it was all right. It was, it was, it, that one was the better one, I guess. I mean, I really wanted the um, uh, uh, Sonya Mandy. Not, not, no, I didn't want Sonya Mandy because I, I knew that was going to be a train wreck. I really wanted um, the Bailey Oscar one to be better because those two girls can go, and they really, especially with the reversals and all that stuff and. I thought it was going to be better, but it wasn't. I was kind of disappointed. I'm, I have sad face right now. Um, I could, I could totally, I, I can um, sympathize with you, Hugo, because I, we've, we've already seen Oscar and Sasha have a banger on Raw. Yeah. We know, you know, there's no reason why Oscar and Bailey can't have a great. We've seen them have a good match together. Just tonight was not the night for any for either one of those two matches. Bailey versus Oscar wasn't great. Sasha versus Oscar wasn't great. Um, it had good spots, but it wasn't great. Um, I I would also say that my match of the night would go Seth and Dominic. I think we're we're unanimous on this. Yeah, uh, for me, no champion showed out tonight. It no. was just uh, everyone played it safe. Yeah, yeah. And you hate to see that for SummerSlam of all things, you know? Dude, Will, remember when, when we went to the Dominican Republic when you were little, right? And we, okay. we we ordered SummerSlam in the Dominican Republic on pay-per-view. I think it was 91, 92. Dude, SummerSlam was 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 other than other than WrestleMania was the event. Like it was literally like you you couldn't wait to watch SummerSlam. Now they're playing it safe. How sad is that? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, of all... Like, the big fours should never be boring and safe. Never. And, like, the biggest thing that we got today was the ending with Roman Reigns. With his ambiguous return. Yeah. And those teeth. (laughs) You know SummerSlam 92 was Bulldog versus Bret Hart, right? Yeah. Dude, I remember what... Dude... We were in that hotel room. I made our cheapskate dad buy it on pay-per-view, and he was like, fine, whatever. And, dude, you and me were jumping up and down on that bed watching the the uh, SummerSlam. And it was one of the greatest SummerSlams ever, dude. It was also pre-recorded. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was pre-recorded, right? Yeah, it was Wembley Stadium. Yeah, it was in London. Wembley yeah. Stadium. Yes. The world title mid-carded, Savage versus Warrior. Yeah, and we, yeah. Were praying, and we were praying to God that the power didn't go out, and it didn't. Because that's all it ever did over there. Um, it didn't. I'm surprised you got dad to pay for it. To be I mean, whatever, different. That's that's not for this podcast. Yeah, yeah I don't need to know how to my dad. And called in. I made you. I made you cry. I told you cry, 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 so dad could get it for you. AKA he punched <laughs> you in the stomach, and you did, and you did, and you did a good job. You're like, yeah, what is this, Slumberslay? Because you had a little Dominican. <laughs> 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 
You're the worst. All right. <laughs> I said we can't get through like one segment of the show without it going off the rails. Um, in traditions of people who do recaps and reviews of pay-per-views, some people rate them with numbers. Some of them give them stars. Some of them give them letter grades. But here at Grapples and Apples, we give them topes. Where zero topes, well, TNA Victory Road, how you doing? By the way, there was only one match on Victory Road that was actually bad. The Jeff Hardy match. No, no, no. Have you watched the whole show recently? Nah, not recently, but when I watched it, it wasn't that bad. Shades, Jeremy. I'm talking to you, Jeremy. I'm not even Shades. Jeremy. Oh, Lord. Please, re-watch Victory Road 2011. Top to bottom. It is a train wreck of a show. The whole show is trash please please watch it please watch it where can i find the show google it and you'll find you know what let me see if i can find a link for it and i'll send it to everyone in the group chat cool sounds good because i when i first heard about this show a few years ago i was like it can't be that bad and then i watched it and i was like oh it was it can be it can be that bad so anyway, as I was saying, zero topes, your Victory Road 2011. Five topes, your New Japan Dominion 2018. Where do you land? Well, gentlemen, where does SummerSlam 2020 land? Ugo, you got this. No, no, you go no. first because I'm, 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 I'm still doing math. Okay, I'll, I'll go first. Go ahead, you do. Please, because I'm still doing math. That's, I, I usually do my math on the fly. So typically, we like to start at a 2.5. You got to, you know, you do worse, you do better. That's where we move you on the scale. We start with the Pablo Cruz and MVP. The match was fine for what it was. You stay at a 2.5. Bailey and Asuka, match wasn't worth losing points. You're not going to gain points. You stay at 2.5. Street Profits versus Andrade and Garza. Now, this was boring. You're going to go down to a 2.25. Uh, Manny Rose and Sonya Deville, very disappointing. Let me down. I'm going to say 2.0. Rollins and Dominic, while not a great match, it was still impressive what Dominic can do, and as was my match of the night. So let's go back to 2.5. Asuka and Sasha, whatever, I guess. Stay at 2.5. Drew and Randy, I was not entertained with this match whatsoever. You're going to go down to a 2.25. Um... Bray and Braun, the match itself, was very forgettable for me. So that stays at a 2.25. But with the finish, with Roman coming out, I'll say I'll keep it at a 2.5. That's going to boost it up because now there's intrigue and I have a reason to watch Raw tomorrow. Even though he's a SmackDown guy, so it's more for SmackDown. But either way, I will say that for me, WWE SummerSlam 2020, you'll never see it coming, will land at a 2.5. Fair enough. I agree. Um, so, Cruz and MVP do nothing for me. 2.25. Bailey and, and Asuka stay 2.25. Street Profits, uh, they didn't do anything too egregious, but it was still pretty boring. So, 2.25. Mandy, they stood at a 2.25. Seth Rollins brings it up to a 
and then everything else was like, uh, okay, Sasha losing, true uh, retaining, Braun losing, 2.25. I'm um, 2.5, excuse me. Um, the only missed opportunities they had was when Roman laid waste to both Bray and Braun, Otis could have came out and cashed money in the bank in. Ah, yeah. He was there. He was there. He came and out and did the, the caterpillar. With him. Came out and did the caterpillar. He doesn't yep, have to yep. win it as long as he just cashes it in. So, I don't know what you do with that. So, we have Keith Lee debuting on Raw tomorrow. Because in, instead of oh, poor guy. having him surprise pop up, there's a video package for him. Ratings, baby. Ratings. Well, they're going he up goes on Wednesday, not right Monday. No, well, on the contrary, they need it on Monday. Also, they yeah, nobody cares about Monday. Monday. That's the problem. Different. Their Mondays are their Monday night ratings are just atrocious. Yeah, they don't care about Wednesday night. They're killing AEW in the ratings last week. <laughs> <laughs> but to to feed off of what you just said, Chase, like I was middle of the road. I was going to go 2.5 until you, A, pointed out the missed opportunity. So for me, that actually knocks it down. And then what really what really pissed me off is Sasha has been the number one person on this roster for a while now. Like she, Her in-ring work lately has been great. And mm-hmm. your reward to her is another failed title run where she doesn't even defend it once. So for yep. me, I'm taking another quarter away, and I'm landing on a two. Okay. Because you know what? Sa- Sa- Sasha deserves better at this point. I agree. I pretty much – I pretty much – I'm not going to bore you guys with going down the line of everything. Um, I, pr- I pretty much agree with you, Will, at a 2.5. The only reason why I'm knocking it down to a 2.0 was because – Everything was so middle of the road and generic. And the, the match of the night, which was, you know, uh, uh, Mysterio was a kid and um, Seth Rollins, because it was so okay. It, it was such an okay match that you, I know yeah. you bumped it up to a 2.5. It kept me at a 2.0. Because if okay. it was a stellar match, then it, it, it'll. Bring it up. I get well, what you're saying. You know, to a 2.5 or a 3.0 or 3.0. But because it was an okay match and the kids showed out and it was a safe match and other than the Kendo sticks. But <laughs> it was, it was you know, it was a safe match. So it just kept me at a 2.0. That, that's where I'm going to land with this. Okay. So so basically we're looking at somewhere between 2, 2.5, 2.25. We're in that ballpark. Yeah. All right. It was okay. You know what I'm yeah, no, I agree. It was, it was, it wasn't offensive, but it was whatever. Was it wasn't offensive? It wasn't impressive. But going into it, did we did we expect them to really, you know, bang it out of the park? I didn't expect anything. No, but see, the card itself, I wasn't expecting much. But I also thought this is SummerSlam. We got we have to have at least one like really good match, and something really amazing's got to happen. Like we got to have some shock, something somewhere. And instead, we got Roman Reigns' ambiguous return, and uh, yeah. I mean, Tommy Boy and Shades, you know, they're, they're the historians, you know, like especially Shades. 
which was the which was the the last banger SummerSlam that we had. Like you kind of got to think about it. When was the last awesome SummerSlam that we had? I would say was it twenty eighteen? Cena it? versus uh, AJ. No, the whole card. Yeah, he's talking about the whole card. Oh. Not just I'm not match. just talking about one match. What Sorry. about uh, gotcha, gotcha, what gotcha, was gotcha, the gotcha. year where Balor and Raw the the year the Universal Title debut? That was that. I remember that one being somewhat enjoyable. 2017. I could be off, but I think that one was pretty good. I don't even think I watched that one. And I don't think AJ fought uh, Cena in 2018. No, no, you're right. That was uh 2015. No, no, I was still with Cat. Hold on, I'm trying to remember when the hell that was. I was 20, in Toronto for that show. 2017. No, SummerSlam 2017 was AJ versus Kevin Owens, Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke, Brock versus Braun Roman and Samoa Joe. Ugh. That was Sasha versus the Bella, I mean, Balor versus Wyatt? No, that wasn't... That's not the card. That's not it. I'd have to sit there and go back and, like, look at all the SummerSlams that have happened. I can't remember being, like, a good one right off the top of my head. So, Davis, Davis, you and I are thinking of the same SummerSlam, and it's 2016. Got it. That was Cena versus AJ. That was Balor beating Rollins for the first ever Universal Championship. That was Lesnar versus Orton with the with the Ooh. elbow spot that Jericho wanted to fight him in the back. Yep, he busted him open. Yeah, that was Ambrose versus Ziggler. Um, the Club versus the New Day. Charlotte versus Sasha. That's good. Uh, it wasn't a bad eight. night. Yeah, but this isn't great. This card isn't great. This this card has like two or three really good matches, and then a bunch of like meh. Yeah, no, you you know what? Shays is right. This is something where like we'd have to like go through each card for the last who knows and find the best SummerSlam of the last ten years or whatever. You guys got to do a special, like you're gonna do the ladies' uh, division. You got to do a special on which was the last SummerSlam that was actually good. Maybe for next SummerSlam. Exactly. <laughs> leading up to it. Leading up to it. Shoot, maybe you know, if this week's episode of like if wrestling this week is you know quiet enough, we'll do it this week. <laughs> oh man, could be fun. Anyway, ladies and gents, I think that's gonna wrap up our episode. If Woo! anybody else has something to say, anybody? We love you, Tampa boy. Uh, <laughs> as always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. That's Grapples the number two <laughs> apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got. Google Play Music, you got Apple Podcasts, you got iHeartRadio. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples Apples. Again, that's Grapples the number two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us as many ears and eyes as humanly possible. As always, I've been one of your hosts, the now former Grapples the Apples champion, Mr. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's why I be because baby, that's who I is. Joined by my hetero life mate and new Grabbles the Apples world champion. Tell him who you are. Man of the hour. Man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop. Rise to the top. The champion. The general. No longer the birthday boy. 
Shades. As always, well, not as always, but as we tend to do for our special shows, special episodes, joined by our lovely, lovely guests all the way out on Strong Island. Go ahead, Tommy Boy. You got one half the Suburban Brothers, Tommy Boy. And the other half, Big Daddy Hugo. Watch AEW, because it's better than this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> As always, don't forget to check out our episodes from last week. Our three episodes from this week. Our episodes next week and every other week. Because an apple a day keeps a bad resting away. Peace. Peace, love. Oh,